Unlocking podcast. Uh, we are in our usual positions. Uh, I'm Logan in your upper right. I'm, I guess this is your upper, your upper right. Jason's down there partying it up, pointing at everybody. Caleb is on the upper left there, ready to roll. We are. It is uh, an exciting week because we have another fast food review. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited about this. Uh, we have the KFC fries, or more, I guess, if you would want to call it. The, can we evaluate the entire KFC fill-up box? Uh, Sans biscuit, yes. What's wrong with the biscuit? <laughs> I did not eat the biscuit because that's. I'm trying to work on calories. Oh, and that's okay, just a completely empty 250 calories there. So I threw God, that away. Was, is it really empty when it's that delicious? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Caleb. I'm, I'm in between here. I get it. You're trying to better yourself, but whew, biscuits. Biscuits are good. A, but you can do a lot with 250 calories. And let me tell you, that little biscuit, not a lot. I don't know. It helped. It helped as part of the filling up part of the fillet box. Okay, as he sits enough. there with a chicken. I did eat the cup. cookie. <laughs> <laughs> See, is, no, it okay. a, is it a tea or is it a shake? It's 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 tea. Nope, it's, it's a 500 sh- calorie shake. Oh god, <laughs> it's, it's not that the, much. It's, it's not that much. I don't know a cake shake from Portillo's. Yeah, you know, those things are like a thousand. It's not that bad. Yeah, those the new are... place. The new place where we work, Jason. Those shakes are over a thousand each. The the new the the at Timbers. The, yeah, Timbers. Those all their shakes Dude. are over a thousand. <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah. Nice. Whoa! <laughs> I'll uh, stop by tomorrow. No, yeah, Logan's right. Logan's trying to put on five real quick. Yeah, he'll take two. I'll take. Yeah, I'll have two. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so let's get to the. Uh, should we? Do we start with the fries? I mean, that was the intentional piece. Was yeah. the fries? Uh, so I, I have I uh, I it okay. Is it fried in the same batter as the chicken? It sure seems like it. I think so. I think so, that's the whole point. So is this technically a chicken point. fry? No, no, because it's not a. It's not got the protein in the middle. I, know. Like the I don't know what fry. a chicken fry really is, though. I don't know. It's that deli- chicken fries are that they're basically whatever they put inside that delicious chicken boat sandwich that I love so much, and then they just slice it up. Oh, okay. the stretched the out chicken of the chicken. Re-breaded. Yeah, ri- the basically like the rib meat leavings, <laughs> and then they like pound it out and. You know, oh, that sounded terrible. Um, slice it up, fun. and that's it. So they're chicken batter fries. I'm thinking they're just frying the chicken in the same oil as the as the chicken. I don't think they're batter. I think it's just the same oil. So it's let's or, cut to the chase. Mm-hmm. They're delicious. They are. Yeah, those are they some got, good they fries. Got like a some is it like parmesan or something on them? It tasted like no. I, I don't. That's know. That's why man. I think it's something. It's it's fried in the same stuff as the chicken because I think it's just. It's part of it's, the Colonel's secret recipe. Well, it's the same batter is what we're really after. It's the mm-hmm. same seasoning. Yeah. It's the same dredge. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was so, more seasoning on it than the chicken, though. Oh, really? No, maybe I'm wrong. Nah, maybe maybe it is different. Either way, it tastes a lot like the Colonel's fried, crunchy goodness. It really does. It did. And it's in a, it's in a fry. And there's a, sh- a ton of them. Did yeah. you guys get a ton of them? I got like I my bag was like exploding. It well, was like I, five guys. Yeah, I ordered. Uh, I ordered the three strips. Definitely got four. Oh, that was a nice, nice bonus. I was like, four. whoa! I was like, that that'll work. Free strip. Uh, free strip. Um, but yeah, that that that's a definite high ranking of uh 
of of a fast food French fry, right there. That was yeah. That was high up there. I can even say I like the chicken tenders too. I thought they were pretty they're, good. They're decent, yeah. Um, probably I mm, as fast food chicken tenders go. Okay, we're we're gonna have to do a separate ranking of this one day. I think so. Man. I think, I think so. we're we're here to accomplish one thing. Okay, yeah. That the chicken strips and the French fries, the new fries. Good. We all agree. We all good. We all agree. Better yes. than Wendy's breakfast. Oh, oh God. Okay. Yes. I would have. Okay. I would have the chicken strips for breakfast. Uh, easy. Uh, over Wendy's breakfast. Whew. They can remodel Wendy's as much as they want. I'm not going back for breakfast. No. I won't. I won't no. do it. I just. I won't do it. No. Uh, and uh, that cookie that you sacrificed the biscuit for. Do you regret that decision? Did you not get both? I got both. Oh, okay. Um, I, I just well, since you chose to go cookie. Well, see, the the cookie is only a hundred calories. Oh, it's only a hundred calories. Okay. Yeah, and it. I mean, it tastes like a hundred calorie cookie. It's. <laughs> it was pretty bad. That was that was oh, a bummer. pretty bad cookie. Yeah, was, not not very good. Yeah, I I I'm a cookie guy, and I struggled to finish that thing. I was like, this is just not good. Yeah. Um, so well uh, logan you put crisco in your cookies so i do you know any that that was probably made of butter and that's just not real no gotta go full fat uh so are we ranking the fries on their own or are we ranking the entire the the fill-up box as a whole you're talking score yes like we did last week yes uh eight out of ten but for the whole box. The whole box. Whole box. Whole box. Whole box. The fries really do carry some weight there, but the chicken strips didn't hurt. No. Didn't hurt. I was I was pleased. I would eat it again. I would eat it again. I would too. I, I would agree. I think an eight out of ten is a is a right is the right score for me too. I think yeah, I think you nailed it. I mean, it's not quite a nine. If it's leaning nine, it's not leaning seven, it's leaning nine. Yeah. It's but not it's quite not like quite there. Yeah, it's an eight and a half. It if uh yeah, like if we were GameSpot, we give it an eight point five. Eight point six four seven two one. Okay, let's let's do one quick <laughs> let's do a quick analysis here. If there was the Colonel on your right and and Chick Fil A on your left, and there was only your only option at Chick Fil A was a three strip meal with fries. And your only option at KFC is a three strip meal and for as the, the fill-up box. Where are you going? Does Chick-fil-A have strips? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. I would never think to order that there. Uh oh. <laughs> what do you usually get at Chick-fil-A? I think that it could be next the week's sandwich? assignment. <laughs> the maybe, sandwich. Maybe that's next. Like, he gets the Chick-fil-A, get Chick-fil-A, Logan. Right. He gets the Chick-fil-A. I, by the way, I just put that together. I just put that together like last really? week had no idea what fillet meant i was like this is the weirdest name ever and i'm only thinking that to myself and then i realized fillet <laughs> fillet guys like the sandwich mm-hmm. uh yeah i don't know i don't know what i do either um man those fries at chick-fil-a are real good too so is that next week's assignment then well i mean we- I don't know. So my so we we do have one new fast food item that's probably a limited Ooh, time okay. item. What, what is it? You, what are you what are you shaking your head at, Jason? I don't know. The fries at Chick Fil A. Fries at Chick Fil A are amazing. What are you talking about? We need to the waffle we need fries. To move on. We I need don't to like move waffle on. fries. We need to move on. 
Oh, what's wait. this? What's okay. this limited time thing? Uh, Hardee's is doing a prime rib sandwich. Oh God, I saw that last night. <laughs> Caleb, you're gonna need to not eat for yeah. two days. They're also <laughs> offering it for breakfast. Let me look it up. You I'll can get up. the prime. <laughs> So you can get a prime rib burger. So it's burger plus prime rib on top of it. Of course, because of course you can't just have a burger or a prime rib sandwich. And then they also have a breakfast one that's prime rib with egg and cheese. And then they have the prime rib breakfast burrito, where it's you just replace the sausage with prime rib. Can we get any one of these items? Could we do that? Like pick your own. Yeah, pick, pick the your, one you pick prefer. your poison. I don't know. I saw the burger last night on. It was finals. a finals commercial. Yeah, probably a finals commercial. They're just like they're dropping the prime rib <laughs> on top of them. Certain <laughs> <laughs> already. Give us the number. Oh, Give gosh. us the number, Caleb. What is it? Just just that burger alone. Just the burger alone. I'm gonna guess is probably seventeen hundred calories. Oh no, it's not that high. Okay, all right. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Okay. I don't know. Is it over a thousand? No, it's not. It's it's about eight hundred. Oh, that's actually not that bad. Okay. I mean, you know it's going to fill means... you up for a while. <laughs> that's what I guess I'm saying. You get it for lunch. You may not really want much for dinner. But that's just the burger. So you're talking about getting and what fries. Are you talking about and I fries. If, I mean, you don't have to get the fries. I guess you you don't have to. Because you could get what the are breakfast. the options here? What what can I? What, there, what else a, can? There's a breakfast burrito. As long as it has the prime rib in it, I'm good. Yeah. Okay, I'll do some research and I'll I'll find some. And there's a biscuit. Okay. There's the burrito and the biscuit. So yeah, these things are out there. So is is that okay. the challenge for next week then? I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. The next week's challenge then is yeah the Hardee's prime rib. Fast food prime rib? What the hell are we thinking? <laughs> Here goes. It's a bad decision all around. Okay. To well, finish your question, Logan. Yes. I'm going to KFC. I'm going to choose KFC You're over the KFC? Chick-fil-A strips. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I think if maybe I, maybe we'll have Caleb try the strips sometime and then we'll see where we're at. Should. I'm Yeah. I'm I'm very surprised at your guys' thoughts on the waffle fries though. Is there just the one Hardee's in town? Now there is. Now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. College We're out. lucky we have one at all. I mean, thank yeah. God it's still. Right. <laughs> what would we do without it? I don't know. Not eat hard. That's not an option. No, 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 no. It's not an option at all. Um, gosh. So let's let's break into video games we've been playing uh I, jason i'm seeing above your shoulder that you've got some achievement tracker going on with uh marvel's avengers so uh, oh do i really yeah it, it stopped i got as stopped. far as i could before the podcast um, i'm right there i'm right there at the end i think you think you're at the end are you in new york or new jersey oh uh, yes I guess? Mm-hmm. okay so yeah you're pretty darn close to the end then. yeah what are, i mean I, I think you can probably still share your thoughts on it at this point um, yeah, I, enough. Yeah, uh-huh. I'll, I'll finish it. I probably won't have anything. There's probably not enough to add after I finish it. No, to be yeah. So we can we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything? I mean, you've heard our talk about it. What are your thoughts on the game? I, I the thing I kept coming back to of the uh, our conversation or your conversation, mm-hmm. the both of you talking about the tears of Avenger, mm-hmm. and it's. 
for me, it's like for the for the for the Avengers that I love to play, mm. it's like it's not even the same game in a way. Mm-hmm. The yeah. the controls for the for the good Avengers are fine. Like it's fine. And the bad Avengers, it's like there's a ton of lag and slop in the controls. Mm-hmm. And I and the the really bad I think the tough thing for me is early on when you, you have to you're saddled to the like the three worst characters right away. And it it does not it does not start strong. <laughs> It does not start strong. The, the story, does, the story's fine. The story yeah, starts the, strong. I think. It ratchets up the the um, the stakes of the story pretty well right away. But good lord, I I don't think it's very fun for the first three and a half hours. I was I was struggling. I didn't mind Miss Marvel um, as much, but I didn't really care for Hulk at all. I didn't like either of them mm. at all, really. Uh, I thought that I think the control slop was mostly with Miss Marvel, just yeah. button latency, input latency, and then when you're casually walking around, um, it it still has some really huge lag. At least while I was on a One X, I don't know if it was better on PS4, but whew, there's some input lag for sure in that game. Uh, but that doesn't really impact the. It's just kind of like, okay, I'm walking. Come on, controller, walk, walk, walk. I just, it's weird coming off really like high level AAA games. And the two things kept crossing my mind was character tiers, which I said. And then, you know, I've been talking about that double A game. Mm-hmm. I feel like this game is that double A game. <laughs> I've been. Yeah. But it was supposed to be a triple A game. That's the other thing. Intended no. to be a triple A game. Right. Right. It, sure. Mm-hmm. But it feels like those, those budget mm-hmm. games of the generation prior. Um, I, if you guys had asked me this question or if you had asked me if I like it on Wednesday, I would have said no. Um, but tonight after playing the second half of the campaign, um, I don't hate it. And I could also see the folks that enjoy the Marvel universe that are looking to slip into something comfortable and kind of just have this be their lifestyle game. There, I could see how you could just kind of mindlessly farm and yeah. enjoy it because you like these characters. I, I can yeah. see how players would enjoy that. And I was not there for the first half of the game. Yeah. I was pretty unhappy to be playing it, honestly. Yeah. But I'm, 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 I'm warmer on it now for sure. Um, I think the reviews are right on. I think it's like a 65 to 75. Mm-hmm game agreed yeah. I'm, I'm glad i played it um i will not go back i will finish the campaign and i'm glad i saw it it's not as bad as some people say and it's not as good as some people say mm-hmm. that's my thoughts on it who's saying it's good <laughs> i'm sure well the community around it there's likes a, it well yeah there enough. is a pride community around it that likes it well enough i just haven't heard many other reviewers or anything be like, oh, this thing's great or anything else. Now, like, user, I think users mm. out there that want to um, cape up, pun oh, intended, yeah. for the for this. I think there are I think there are people out there that want this to succeed and will keep playing it because they like these characters enough. Oh yeah, I mean, and that's... that's fine. That's fine. Good for you if mm. this is your thing. It is not my thing. 
Yeah. Got it. Who's your favorite character again? You guys, who's your, I know Caleb had a A tier. Logan had an S tier. Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Black Widow. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, agreed. She I is... agree. I like her and Cap. Mm-hmm. Those are my two favorite characters. That is. And Thor. I like Thor. All right, too. But those are the most fluid characters. Like yeah. those feel like well-researched action, action game, play, like gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the rest of it is just, oh, I mean, Iron Man's fine, but like they force you to, you know, yeah. you have to meter meet burn all that stuff. And I wonder if, if there was. If you're Iron Man, yeah. you want to be freaking Iron Man, you know, like not do, 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 like I'm out of. Iron Man doesn't punch anybody. Right. I mean, I think if they if they created a true, which maybe that Iron Man VR game is a little bit better about that, but a true Iron Man focused third person action game. Maybe they could do it right, but that's tough to, I mean, to try to, you're limiting what he can do within the walls of that game that you also have to build Captain America around. And it's just, how do you do that? That's a good point. So, yeah, I think that's, they, the, yeah, they did that's a good thing. point. You're kind of, you got to have them all function in the same space, which is a challenge. Right. From a programming standpoint and an overall just, okay, the, we built Design. a structure of this game and it has to meet the structure and the structure of the entire build of everything. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, there was those, you know, I didn't mind the little, the little area thing that you did with uh, where you had to fly with Iron Man. Like there was all the kind of, there was a set piece more than anything. Cause you were just kind of sure. flying through a set piece, but Hey, it was at least me doing something with Iron Man that he can do. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are yeah, and those are yeah, set pieces like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's literally the yeah. only game I played this week. So right. that's that that's what I've been playing. I'm wrapping it up, and I will then um, go back to. Well, I don't know. I, I want to. I do want to finish Spirit Fair and Ghost of Tsushima because I'm realizing I was kind of taking inventory of the games this year, and those are definitely contenders for my personal list. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to go back to those, but. Uh, do either of you know anything about this uh, Mafia Definitive Edition? Uh, it's it just different. Be the Mafia I, game. I want to play that, but I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a remake. So I'm like, I'm pushing it off because I, I don't know if, if, if it would qualify or not. <laughs> oh, that does, doesn't it? it, it I mean, Res- Res- I Resident Evil Two counted in the same way that Mafia Definitive Edition would count. I guess I don't because know because it's a ground up it. remake. Yeah, I mean, it's new artwork, new assets, new voice work, uh, a story retelling. I mean, it's a game built from the ground up just with the core concepts of the original. It is not like an up version of right, the right. old Mafia game. And yeah, that's the, Ma- the, that's the argument three, we had. Yeah, Mafia 2 and 3 were up versions, but 1 was a complete remake. So yeah, and I wanted I wanted to play one because I never played one, and I played two and three. And Same. What, I, what I've what I've seen of those is is is, is my understanding. It's a completely new game with the same story, um, but everything else is ground up made, which is the argument of Shadow of the Colossus that we had versus Resident Evil Two. Like, mm-hmm. what is the exact same thing, and then what is a complete remake which is why we counted resident evil 2 and didn't right. count shadow of the colossus because it was the exact same game really yeah it was the same thing they argument. just upresed assets um i'm just looking through some stuff about mafia um 
Yeah, I'll have to look into that because I didn't I didn't really consider that. I just I lumped it in with Tony Hawk in that same mm. way of it's mm. it's an old game, so I should I should prioritize new games, you know. Right. But Mafia was two thousand and two. Yeah. It's an eighteen year old game. A long game. time ago. Yeah. Which is why it can't they I think that they've mm. they've made some investments in it. So I will um mm. I will at least research that too, Caleb. I'm not sure where I'm at on that. Um Maybe that's a that's a rental, uh, and then after that fourth would be, would probably be Man Eater and Carry On probably, but those are lower on the list. Yeah, and I'll 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 take over here and say one of the games that I think you should probably try to play before the end of the year is Hades. Oh, okay. It's okay. it's something else. It's it's a you know I, generally i'm not really into those roguelike type of games mm-hmm. but this one really really like it does something different because it it's like normally when i'm done with a run and a roguelike i'm like oh man i just lost everything i have to restart all over but this one i'm like okay i i have enough things to do this and if i just do one more run i can get this upgrade or i can talk to all these people and see what they have to say and see if there's anything new and then I want to do another run. So it's it, it, it really is hitting an itch for me that I didn't even know I had. Huh. I'm only about probably 10 runs in, and I haven't even come close to to getting to the, the end of the run. But it is it's a lot of fun and I feel like I'm I'm making progress every step of the way. So it's it's really rewarding that way. That's what you want out of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I really PC and Switch, liked- right? You got it. Yes, PC and Switch. I was surprised how much I enjoyed Dead Cells. Was that two years ago? Yeah, that was two so years I, ago. I'm I'm willing to give Hades a shot. I think I just yeah. need to figure out how to play it. Maybe I'll hook up a PC to my TV. Maybe I'll play it on Steam. It's also got that same, you know, that that developer does their their art style is always relatively similar their music is always phenomenal their you know their aesthetic is they always nail that so super it's giant. got that mm. so yeah super right. giant yep has that been your 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 go-to this week have you predominantly been playing that or anything no, else? no i haven't because i i rented um 13 sentinels aegis rim which is <laughs> yeah i know right it's uh some people were talking about it like it has an amazing story. I'm only a little bit into that too. I've been this week has been kind of crazy, but um, it's it's basically I don't know how to describe it so far, but it's it's like a it's a mostly a visual novel, um, but it's got like a a strategy game that you play in between segments, and it's about um, these thirteen mostly teenagers that for whatever reason can control giant mechs. It sounds like a stupid anime game, <laughs> but it's doing some really interesting stuff so far with um, the, there are, some of them are from different timelines and they're not really sure why. And there's one person that kind of connects everything, but they're really, you know, I have no idea what's going on. So you play as, as each one of them from their perspective in the visual novel parts, you play um, at, from the perspective of each one of them. And it reveals a little bit more about the story. Um, and then there's there's also like a flow chart. So you know like, okay, if I if I go back, I can pick the other decision so that I see what happens. What happens if you um like go after 
your friend in the cafeteria versus talking to the girl outside the classroom, stuff like that. Um, and then you get you get the story that way. And then in between is the kind of the light strategy kind of game. Um, that's actually pretty fun, too. Huh. Critics like this game. Yeah. That's how I was just looking at it. And... Yeah, and so I prioritized that because it was it's uh, it's a rental. So <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Um, right. Was so our local, was our r- local rental place where you got it? No, I, I I signed up for a month of Gamefly to get this. Okay, uh, that's what I I I yeah. would have been shocked if our local place had this. Right. So that's why I was yeah. asking. I mean, every once in a while you do find something a little goofy at our rental place. I mean, I got Maneater there. That's a yeah. Yeah, true. I'll, I'll have more to say about that probably next week. Um, it seems really cool so far, but and everyone keeps saying it's got such an amazing story. I haven't gotten to the amazing part of the story yet, but <laughs> um, I can see how it would set up for that. The art style is really nice. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. It's by Vanillaware, um, and they did uh, Dragon's Crown. I think was the name of that game. I'm not familiar um, with that. Which had had a really cool art style to it, but they they kind of got they got a little bit they got pretty well justified criticism for that because every female character they had in that game was enormous boobs and butt and cleavage all over the place and yeah. <laughs> gotcha. But this game this game definitely tones that down. <laughs> not all the way. There are a couple there's of still characters some, that are a little, yeah. yeah there's I mean, still Mortal Kombat still got but, a little bit of that. You know, I mean they. <laughs> Yeah. They've toned it down over the years too, but you shut your mouth. <laughs> I didn't say it was bad. I just said it was there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so you've been doing some Hades and some whatever Agus thirteen thirteen Sentinel thirteen Sentinels Agus Rim. Yes. Yeah. A G A Agus. I'm not sure. I think it's uh, Agus. Um, and then I did check out um, another anime game. <laughs> Uh, Genshin Impact. I don't know if you guys have heard of this or not. I feel like it's I've been, heard of it. It's been floating around on Twitter. Um, it's a free-to-play game. Um, it's on PlayStation, PC, and mobile devices. Okay. And it's um, it's got a really, really nice aesthetic. It looks a lot like Breath of the Wild. Um, but it plays like a... I guess it kind of plays like that a little bit, but it's it's got a gotcha mechanic so you mm. roll for characters mm. um and it, depending on which ones you get you you might be overpowered or you might be super weak um i i'm not super far into it i don't know if i'm going to go back to be honest because the combat just really didn't do anything for me it's a lot of just like pressing buttons to advance mm. and there is there's a lot of customization but like you get a party of four right away and i don't want to it's the same thing i was with wasteland kind not of. a party of five i i don't want to yeah not party five <laughs> but i don't want to go into like each individual character in my party and like set up all of their equipment and and try to figure out what to min max all that stuff it's just mm. it's just too much yeah that sounds like a lot of management that. work yeah yeah hmm. this looks like a cross between like dragon quest and nino kuni yeah bit. a little bit not it, mostly, mostly in style, yeah. yeah. Not, not in, not in gameplay that you've described anyway. Yeah, yeah that I, I appreciate you looking at this stuff though, Caleb, because I wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have otherwise been on my radar at all. Yeah. So you don't think you'll go back though? I don't know. Maybe we'll see. 
I got a lot of other stuff I want to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no kidding. I hear that. Uh, big AAA releases were kind of good until the end of the month, right? With Watch Dogs. Yeah. So there's Watch really Dogs and then Assassin's Watch Creed Dogs, after. Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Would you count uh, the Dark Pictures release in there? No, <laughs> that's a Halloween no. thing. No. no. Okay. All right. That's good. <laughs> you know that might still take about four or five hours of my time because I like the that those games. Those are. They're just silly, fun games. I like those. Yeah, um, I'll play those. But you know, major re- releases. For the end. I was just gonna say major releases until the end of the month. I think that's about uh, Star Wars Squadrons. I think is doing. Yeah, all- Star Wars. I would I'm like play to. That. I would like to check that out. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, I might. I might do that. I hear the campaign's about eight hours long. So that's that what I heard, heard too. I heard seven. So it's probably somewhere in between there. Yeah. Um, How's that doing critically? Okay, good, I think, think mid eighties. Right? Okay, think. yeah, uh, really. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I know that's... a couple people that have been playing it, and they they said it is really fun, especially the multiplayer is really fun. Okay, but I mean, these the people that I know playing it are also huge Star Wars fans, so take uh, that with a grain of salt. <laughs> that's kind of like your well, Avengers you know, thing. yeah, we gotta let like we gotta let Logan talk about the Avengers, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't really. I don't even think that game's that good. Good. Imagine Good. if you didn't like the Avengers, what you'd think of that game. <laughs> yeah. Me through the first three hours of it. That's me. Yeah. Like, oh god, this is hot garbage. You used to like around. the Avengers. Yeah, I it just you know, at some point you reach a, a point of saturation where you gotta either jump all the way in or mm-hmm. back away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um yeah, so Caleb Reed, that's what you played? Yep, yeah, that's okay. me. Uh, so for me, I finished Tell Me Why. That game's all right. I, um, I, well, I don't want to say it's like, you know, really good. I'd say it's a seven. Okay. Um, tell me why. Tell you why. Uh, why it's a seven. <laughs> um, they do a good. That's it, actually it, higher than I thought, frankly. That yeah, seven's seven's higher. So I think why does it get us get a seven? And should get... we play it? Jason, I don't think it's for you. There, there, there. I said it. <laughs> it's I mean, almost kind of a relief now when somebody's like, "Yeah, I don't think this game's for you." It's like, "Oh, thank God, I don't have to play." I can it. go back to Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> thank God. Yeah, I don't think this <laughs> not, is this is not a Jason this game. game. Yeah, uh, Caleb, I think this is a this is more of a game for you. Okay. Uh, I think it it's a. They took a lot of the teen melodrama out of out of it, which I thought was good. No, well, no. When I say a lot of it, um, um, it's a little. When I say teen melodramas out of it, it's a little more. Oh my gosh, are you guys still there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just it's got some stupid uh, update. My my screen still recording. Seriously. Okay, screen is still recording. All right, I may have to edit that out. Like, I got a Cisco update. Cisco WebEx had to update, and it decided to just take my entire screen over. Um, gosh, okay. No, so anyway, the teen melodrama is a little more mixed in with, like, I'd say a little more young adult. So if I would say, like, early 20s versus uh, versus high school melodrama. Uh, but there's a good mystery there. Uh, good. I, I would say the, the character development's pretty good uh, with all of it. So I think there's a good amount of character development. They hit on a lot of 
hard subjects that I think are actually handled pretty well. Now, granted, I'm not part of one of those groups uh, that's affected by one of those areas, but I felt like that they touched on, they never went too far and they never went too soft. Like the, so they, there were things were addressed, but then things were, it was also like, Oh yeah, but then we're moving on. So I think a lot of that's good. Um, there's a, the whole thing revolves around your your mom uh, when, when your, why your mom was murdered and you have this book that is that you reference a lot this called it's called the book of goblins and your mom helped write these stories and and everything and told you all these stories and a lot of the puzzles in the game are solved by reading stories from the book of goblins so you'll pull up your menu and read these stories and they're pretty quick like I'd say at most a 90 second read but then those help you solve puzzles within the game. And they're pretty simple puzzles, but it's, it it adds a little more context to it. It provides a different game mechanic that you might not always see in the past. And and you have every, every chapter of the book is eligible to you at the beginning. So you have to look through some of the titles of it and they'll give you some hints of like, Oh, Hey, it might be the princess and the, um, God, I don't remember what all the names of them were, but the mom was the fairy princess and you were the two goblins. But then all of the other people in the town are all different animals in the forest. And the, there's the bear and the raccoon and all of them. So you have to ultimately figure out who the people in the town are that match up to their spirit animal within the stories. And those will help you solve the puzzles. At least it gives you something to break it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I'm glad to hear there actually are some puzzles because I felt like in Life is Strange 2, there really wasn't a whole lot of that. No, no, no. There was not very many at all. Um, I would say there's probably, to end the game, there's uh, the, the very last portion of it is one giant room full of puzzles. Which is so that's actually pretty cool. That was a fun okay. part to do that, um, and there was because there was like uh, seven puzzles, and four of them were optional. And I was like, I'm doing all four of these <laughs> these extra ones. These are actually kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, so. I, yeah, I think it, I, Caleb. I think this game is definitely more for you. Um, okay. And yeah, I think it's about seven to eight hours when you do all three chapters. Each chapter is about Need to just. A little over two hours a piece. I need to take a like a week off in November and just <laughs> hit stuff like this. Right, yeah. Well, yeah, and say like stuff's gonna start hitting pretty hard in November too, so that's why I'm, I'm glad I got went ahead and got through this just because I was I was wondering if uh, you know, is it gonna make a top ten for me? Mm, probably not, but it was it was worth playing. Okay. Fair enough. So so if you make it, if you get a chance to play it, sure. Is are you, do I am I going to fight for it for game of the year? No, no. <laughs> but I think it's entertaining enough to maybe like if you're thinking about watching a teen melodrama, skip the teen melodrama, maybe play this. Okay. So, uh, I also played uh, Among Us because that's the hot streaming game. Yeah. Uh, so I played it on mobile because you can play it yeah, on mobile. Yeah, you are now the the hot streaming game expert now too. I, yeah, since guys, I played Fall, Fall right? Guys. Yeah. So uh, Among Us is not as bad as Fall Guys. 
a Fall Guys is just a terrible Mario Party <laughs> BS game that no, people shouldn't play, and it's really boring. And anyway, uh, but Among Us, you know, playing it by yourself is probably not going to be that fun. If you had a group of friends and you were playing Among Us, you know, or having a little party game type of thing, that would be a fun game to play. But as a single player experience, that is just not really that great. By single player, do you mean playing with other humans that aren't that you don't know? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, when there's I not s- like a AI mode or anything. That wouldn't work. No, would <laughs> that wouldn't work for that game. But yeah, just playing with yeah, that game is very much a group party game. Um, I, I I can see why people would want to play it on Twitch and be like, oh yeah, it's the green guy or it's the red guy. <laughs> like uh, it gives you something to do. But if you're just playing by yourself it's kind of eh. like if you had Have a, you guys or... seen the the guy that makes the um he does the mlb playoff bracket in ms paint and mm, so every round no. he updates it with a new drawing of the team that won in the bracket and for houston he has just an orange imposter <laughs> there from <laughs> among us ah that's pretty funny right. that's pretty all right <laughs> pretty good yeah I mean, and for a game with a very simplistic art style and a very i mean in all reality a simplistic type of game that you're playing it's taken off very well for them and whoever the developer is on this and so good for them like this is i mean we'll see it's the thing with some of these type of games like fall guys i think is already pretty much just done like i i think it was hot for two weeks and it's over i mean i don't so Among Us is the new hot thing, but that's the new hot thing until the next new they, hot thing comes around. They did do what I think is pretty smart, and they canceled Among Us 2. They did. They they had scheduled to come out this year, um, but they're rolling the features they had planned in, yeah. planned for Among Us 2 into Among Us 1, which I think is a really smart move to try to stay relevant as long as possible. Right. I mean, yeah, they could, I mean, they could ride this train for a year maybe, and I mean... Not everybody's going to be Fortnite and survive. You know, I'm I'm shocked Fortnite has survived as long as it has, because um, I think PUBG is almost down to nothing. I mean, there's still probably the stalwarts out there that are going to continue to play it, but I'm sure getting a match of a hundred probably isn't what it used to be. Or you could just get out of a game real quick and get right back in in thirty seconds. So, and I think that's kind of happening with Fall Guys too, where that game is, I think, only. 50 something like that something like that something somewhere around there it's a weird number if i remember right it's not it's i don't think it's a nice round number it's something goofy uh but yeah i mean that game i'm not going to knock it by any means but it's it's uh definitely not my i'm not gonna go you're not gonna go back to it not gonna so so don't look for that streaming on the channel anytime soon (laughs) uh i uh logan we've never really We've been friends a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've never really had that group of friends, you know, like no. you and I would be like, Hey, let's play this trivia game. And literally everyone else at that occasion is going to be like, okay, we'll try it. But like, we've never had like a group of gamer friends. Like we, we've never been a room full of smash players, no. you know, like there's just mm-hmm. not, um, the friends we've had, you know, we've had and the I rock band that, friends we've had. I, yeah. But those, those people weren't gamers. 
You no, know, those yeah. were people that we were mm-hmm. like, you do this, you learn how to play this because it's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, like, girlfriends now, then fiancés, yeah. now wives played mm-hmm. that, and um, significant others played that at parties. So, mm-hmm. like, we we made that a thing, but like, I don't know, something like Among Us or other party or like a Mario Party, like, yeah. we just never had that group of friends. With, with I mean, Halo friends, and that was probably about, and even at that, you're sitting at your house. I mean, because right. you're yeah. playing that multiplayer had, on your TV. But I've had some decent luck with Jackbox, but Jackbox, that's about as yeah. close as you get. <laughs> but it, again, that one is more of a like I can get my mom to play that. Yeah, because all she needs is a phone. So, yeah, we've we've that I was one of the either. games that early early you, you quarantine do... started that we uh, we did a lot of uh, streaming of. Uh, Jackbox and playing that you with can, family and stuff. You can do Among Us on your phone, can't you? Yeah, that's how I played it. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a little so, um, a little nub in the bottom left corner that you use to just move your thumb around as a, as just like a joystick. So, so yeah. So maybe that does have some you know party potential or whatever, but I don't think any of us are really going to many parties nowadays either. So no, but if, I mean, even if you. <laughs> Even if you did something like this and play, you know, that was kind of how we did, we did um, our Jackbox nights was we did them all on Zoom and someone hosted and just shared the screen and then you could sit wherever you were at with the room code and and do it on Zoom Uh, just because, you know, trying to explain Twitch or Discord to, you know, a 50 year old aunt's not going to exactly go very well. So, you know, so we use Zoom because everybody knows how to use it. So anyway, uh, so that's it for games. Uh, game news of the week is finally not crazy, which is kind of nice. Um, I'm trying to think if there was even anything worth really noting, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head. The EA Play and Game Pass uh, announcement is worth mentioning. That was the only thing that I That, that was I about thought. a month ago. Was it a month ago? I thought it was yeah. this week. No, they just said the a date this week, but that was the official announcement of it combining oh, was about a month ago. Was? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I so think the they, oh, the date of right around the launch of they're going to the do it the systems. day yeah launch of new systems, but and I don't if they said if what games are going to be on that at all or like they're not launching with like oh hey and this cool game is going to be on their day one. I think I it's just, just whatever's on there now. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that, that is it's always that's already about a, a service. It's but... always the sports game a year later. Yeah. And then usually like, you know, like of a battlefield or something like that. I think both Titanfalls will be on there. Uh, yeah. Which I mean, Titanfall, you can buy for like $4 some places for some. <laughs> Play I don't Titanfall. know. I, it feels like to me that they almost saved EA Play to me in yeah. a way or threw some money at them because I don't know how much of a a value proposition there was there for EA Play. If it was you know, a, a EA Play where you got everything, where you could get FIFA, Madden, all Star Wars, all that stuff, like for an annual price, then maybe it would be. But when it's you can. They're, they also have that service. Yeah, EA Origin plus something. It's They changed all the names of it. It's EA... What is it now? EA Access or something like that? 
EA. I don't all know. Access or something. But it's like Premier, I think, is the tier that has all the, the new, new stuff. I think Premier. that one... I don't think Origin is in the name anymore. Oh, they take Origin away? I think okay. they took Origin away. Um, but the that I think it's $15 a month gets you the the latest stuff, which might actually be how I play um, Squadrons. Right. I might just pick up a month of that. And, if I had yeah. a PC, I would do that because you can't do that on console. Right. Same, same with uh, Ubisoft's. You might, are you sure you can't? Mm, I'm pretty sure it's just PC for both the Ubisoft and the EA thing. It could be. I think I I might look into it because I mean for yeah, we're gonna for look into that. I mean for Ubisoft especially like I would on October oh, yeah, twenty definitely doing that fourth I would buy a month Watch Dogs of, and Assassin's Creed Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed play it for a month or two and I've only spent thirty dollars on it and canceled the service yeah. but I don't know if it's available on a console pretty sure it's not console. Yeah, I don't know about the Ubisoft one. That one might be console. The EA one might be, but I'm not sure. Hey, um, whatever happened to Roller Champions? I don't know. I, it's not even on. The game their, is fun. <laughs> it's not even on their website anymore. Really? I so my my kids are got really got into Just Dance all of a sudden. So I was looking on Ubisoft's website because there's a Just Dance Unlimited thing. So I got I signed them up for that because you get every just dance song for $25 for the year, which that's a lot of just dance stuff from, you know, the last 10 years. Uh, so I got them that, but I was, I was like, Oh, Hey, I looked at their games list and what was coming out and roller champions is not even there. Hmm. So the game was all right. When we played that and now it's not even on a radar. You know, I don't know if I really care. That was a that was a time and place type of thing. Yeah, I don't know if I would actually play it if it was I don't know out if I would either, but properly. it's more just interesting that it was a we played a we played a version of that game. Yeah. And Ubisoft has problems with like games actually making it to release sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like there's been a lot of those like, oh hey, we've got this game, we're showing it off, and then we've never see it again. Because is Skull and Bones still a thing? Who knows? Is Beyond Good and Evil still a thing? <laughs> Who knows? I think we we would we would have a better sense of that had E three happened. Maybe because you would have press digging into mm. at least wise asking limited access to people, people taking appointments, mm -hmm. and someone with one of these outlets somewhere would have asked, "Hey, what about this? What about that?" And they would have had to have a canned statement ready or uh, announce whether or not it's dead. You know, but a lot of publishers weren't put in that position because the event didn't happen this right. year may not happen again. So yeah. those, those are the kind of things we may not have access to as much going forward. Things just might fizzle. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I have no segue, but Jason TV, any, any other news? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I, I, I can't think of any other I, big news of the week at all. I speaking of TV, uh-huh. Um, you guys have now, it is October officially. Yes. So congratulations. You made it to October, 2020, the achievement you have unlocked. Uh -huh. Well, let's not say the achievement. Cause you just, mm -hmm. the, that's more of a milestone. Only surviving at this um, point. The, the <laughs> perk you have unlocked, uh -huh. we'll say, um, is that, uh, you, you have earned entertainment, Jason and entertainment. Jason grinds. He relentlessly is entertained. He consumes 
video games and TV at a disgusting rate, an absurd rate, a, lot this week a sick rate. Uh-huh. And so, knowing that there's... for a couple of months. <laughs> yes, yes, I have leveled up. Uh, Caleb, I've decided to ignore all the things in my life that are more important and really prioritize this, this sub-20 view YouTube release every week. That is the top priority for me. Uh, and having said that, um, I played a crap ton of Avengers as much as I could, you guys know. And then I watched one, two, three, four. I watched four television shows. Um, I finished Perry Mason. Yes. Logan, Logan, would you like to talk about Perry Mason a little bit? I would. Is uh, hmm, Caleb, what? I guess, how, how deep do you want to go? go ahead. Okay. I'm not. I'm likely I'm not. not going to watch it. So Okay. I yeah, go ahead, Jason. Uh I like the setting of that show a lot. Yeah. Um I think that uh it makes me think of LA Noir and Very I get fuzzy so. feelings when I think of the, LA Noir. There, there's a lot of, of a time. There's a lot of good uh music that reminds you of LA Noir in that in that show for sure. I think Lithgow's performance is, is good because he's always great. Yeah. I think Matthew Reese is great. Um, I don't know. I think what I predict for this show mm-hmm. is simple. Um, Caleb, I'll relate this to you. I predict this show to be on for three, four seasons max. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will go from being average to good to great. That's my prediction. Uh, like a leftovers kind of a thing. I was just going to say like kind leftovers. <laughs> I really think that's where we're heading. I, I think that this has been received lukewarm. Um, and that will be until you become more invested in Matthew Reese's character. And um, that show will inevitably become a critical darling by the end of its run in the way that many HBO shows are kind of received with like, eh, it's fine. It's really well produced because it's an HBO show. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that there's a lot of room for this show to grow, oh, yeah. um, in my opinion. And I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I, I didn't think it was great. Good. Yeah. That's good. Not great. Um, I think the landing was pretty rough at the end. Uh, they just didn't really wrap it up very well at all. Uh, in something that I think they could have wrapped up better. I'm not sure how I would have written it, but boy, it wasn't that uh yeah i think yeah i think they did a lot of good character development getting it teed up for yep this is the this is everybody's role in the next season you know we're we've got the the young upstart woman ready to go and take you know she's going to take on the legal world and you've got the new pi guy who's willing to defy the odds of being a, a colored man and the you know and i mean they've got everything set up and ready it's just not uh, it's kind they, of a it's kind of a perry mason begins yeah very story. much so it was the origin story of perry mason and, and not all of that is not all of it is super interesting no. i think that they go for the i was i was impacted more about like ptsd perry than i was they just kind of abandoned that you know mm-hmm. what i mean like he's he's done some awful things um, in the war. He comes back, he's messed up. And then all of a sudden he's given the reins as the lawyer on this cage, which is pretty absurd. <laughs> and they, they literally, they went a lawyer. They did a law school montage. Like he did, seriously got, went through law school in a montage 
like 19 like 80 style like i you, oh, that was bad and like, the woman that's trying to work him over for the property which is kind of interesting because he's in a relationship where he's being worked the whole season mm-hmm. and they that kind of falls flat because he's like i'm a lawyer now he's just like ew right ew and ew but then it's like, okay, but also, does that mean you now have money to pay for your taxes that you owe? Like, no, uh, I, I don't I, know yeah. what that whole thing was about. It was, and like, she shows up at the worst possible time to tell him, and that's been like this running thing the whole season, and they kind of deal with it in about ninety seconds. The the shows it, it kind of wraps like that in a haphazard way. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of it. it yeah, that's what I think. The it landing gets, it gets caught, and like, and I'll talk about this a little bit later with another show I watched. But I think that they're especially with HBO shows, like, they want to be uncompromising to the point where sometimes they don't want it to be satisfactory. Like, not everything is true blood, you know, not everybody gets theirs, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think that this show didn't, I, it feels like it didn't know what it wanted. Like, oh, this is how it is. Sorry, but this is the harsh reality of it. Well, don't ratchet up the stakes so high yes. and then cover it in like Yellowstone. Cover it in salt and sugar and make it so. Mm. Yeah, and then right. So, so Caleb, I mean, so can we can we just trigger this with a spoiler? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, spoiler for Spoilers. the next thirty seconds. Okay, so this giant trial of, of the mother of the baby that was kidnapped and ultimately accidentally killed. They have her on trial for the murder of this child. You got uh, ten episodes. It's a mistrial. Womp womp. Yeah, and I think they. <laughs> but what I what they want to do by that, Caleb, is like, ah, oh, this is. This is what really could happen. So deal. And I get that, but the show isn't, the show doesn't traffic in those kind of realities until that moment. And the only time it does, the only time it does is when they're handling delicately Perry's relationship with this dead child and how he wants to give the kid justice. And when he discovers what happened, he pieces together the botched kidnapping, how the child dies. All of that is very, like it's almost a different show mm-hmm. because it's like that's that's horrible that's rough and so it's it, it, and Matthew Reese is very strong in those scenes but I think it's Matthew Reese carrying the show in those moments mm-hmm. and then the rest of it is like he's only one actor in a sea of kind of chaos Some at the end sea actors thrown in there I mean sure. yeah. do you mm-hmm. do you as the viewer know the truth yes. or are you learning it along and ultimately okay. the person gets their comeuppance but not in a way that you'd expect and then also that's not even that satisfying hmm. maybe that's what i mean that's right. what i mean they don't want it to be. they don't want it to yeah be. but the show the show is not it's not a, i'll talk about this later it's not a david simon show caleb it's not the wire it's not the deuce it's not that it is not a show that is grounded completely in reality because so much of it is, is absurd except for the stuff where they then eventually reveal what happens to the, to the child. And that since that is Matthew Reese on his own, you know, it's him and his, his analysis, it's him and his imagination and that's it. And that stuff's really strong. 
but yeah, when the when the bad guy goes, it's like Okay, it's gone. It just falls on a fart. Like that basically yeah. is kind of what it is. Like, oh. Yeah, it's like it's a bunch of garden workers that drowned the guy. Like mm-hmm. un un I mean, what are those guys credited as, Logan? Like Hispanic gentleman one and Hispanic gentleman they two. They have to be. And yet they <laughs> murdered the guy. Like the guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this guy meanwhile has been like covering his tracks, which means somebody else gets killed and somebody else gets killed and somebody else gets killed. Uh-huh. And then he just kind of takes a drink. <laughs> it's over. And then uh, the whole and deal with the, the preacher woman and everything else, like leave that. Like that is all that, it's like thirty you could skip thirty minutes of each episode. Really? Right. It could because yeah, they they didn't do anything to make that storyline significant by the end of it. The way they just ended it. And you know why those scenes aren't great? It's because Matthew Reese isn't in them. John Lithgow isn't in them. Mm-hmm. Um but they Shay, thought- they thought Shay Wiggums would... isn't in him. He's the he's the partner who quits. Right. Yeah. He was in Boardwalk Empire. But, he's very good. You know, the, but they hired Tatiana Masole to carry those scenes, and she. I've not seen her before, Logan. I know you said she's going to be She Hulk. Well, she's but but she was Emmy nominated multiple times over for Orphan she Black, won. and I think she even won. Yeah, in the last season, Orphan Black, I'm pretty sure she won. But. I don't think it. she's. I don't think she's great in Perry Mason. I mean, it's it's a it's my opinion. Show. I just I never watched Orphan Black, but it was just okay. Like, yeah. So yeah, it, it's um, okay. Her performance I think was okay. Yeah, I mean, the I show. Think half I think of it's was, really good, and the rest is. Yeah, agreed. Can, so can I ask? Can I ask you yeah. guys a trivia question that I just learned about uh, Perry Mason not too long ago? Like old Perry Mason? Yeah. Yeah. Well, specifically the book series. Okay. Okay. So there are three book series there are only three book series that have sold more books than perry mason i'll give you one of them because it's a kind of a trick question one okay. of them is the bible <laughs> okay harry potter what what are the other two yep there you go you got one you got one how is the bible a book series and it's a book by itself so it's just a it's sold more than any other book, so by that logic, it's oh, sold more okay. Than any series. <laughs> um, what uh, what's the uh, um, uh, the Lord of the Rings series? Nope. Is it Ag- Agatha Christie? It is not. <laughs> is it something we would even come close to guessing? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Have there been major motion pictures made of said? Yeah, well, not major, but there have definitely been motion, motion pictures. pictures. Okay, there have been there's been video games as well. Ooh. <laughs> you got me, Clancy. Well, those aren't. That's not a series, though. Those well, are individual that's, stories. I mean, that's Jack. It's well, a good guess, but Jack no. Ryan stuff is. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know, Kevin. Gosh, I'll let Logan series. finish. Uh, I don't know if you I ready? got. I don't know if I got anything. It is goosebumps. Really? Yeah. That okay? That doesn't. That I mean, I had five or six of those growing up. Sure. I think everybody too. did. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Now, anyway, that surprised me that Perry Mason was that high on that list too. To be honest, I didn't realize. I think it was very popular in like the forties and fifties. Like it was, I mean, they they were. That's why this is in the setting. It is because 
that's when the books were written. So, okay. Jason, more TV shows. You you got a lot there. I've got some myself, but I'll let you continue to see if we have any crosses. Um, I watched Atlanta's Missing and Murdered, the child murder stories from Atlanta in the 70s. It is a six-part HBO doc. Um, so I was introduced to the, uh, the story of the serial killer from the Netflix show, uh, Mindhunter. Mm-hmm. I had not heard of this before. So they, they pin 27 deaths on a gentleman named Wayne Williams, um, uh, all African-American, um, boys between like the age of eight and 22, I think, um, this was a huge, bigger, bigger issue than I realized, even because I had never heard of it. Like a, a, the Netflix series was the first time I had heard of it. Um, there's a lot to absorb in this documentary, and it is the end result is that it is it was a very messy, horrible thing. Mm-hmm. Um, these these young boys were going missing, and nobody knew what was going on, and a lot of people, rightfully so, thought it was the Klan. Um, but the issue was, is that they couldn't figure out how in the middle of the day, a white person could come to an African-American neighborhood and just take these kids. And that's how ultimately the FBI pinned it on this Wayne Williams guy. And ultimately the conclusion is, is I think that this guy was involved in the disappearance of some of these kids, but I don't think it was all of them. And I think it's, it's that messy. Um, I think at this time there were moving parts and a lot of horrible things going on. And the documentary does a really good job of um, not defending Wayne Williams, but just giving you all of the information and gathering it for you. Um, Keisha Lance Bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta currently is in it a little bit and they acknowledge some of the mistakes that they made in trying to um, deal with a very complicated situation. I didn't know this at the time. Uh, Atlanta had its first African-American mayor who was dealing with this crisis Mm -hmm. as an African-American and the community was turning on him because uh, they were trying to have Atlanta become this very hot, very metropolitan, very cultured place and a place that they wanted tourists to come. They wanted industry to come to. They wanted um, to flourish. And it did a great job of doing that. But in that in that sacrifice of making that city maybe the African-American destination it is today, even somewhat like the Jewish-American generation or a destination mm-hmm. it is today, the sacrifice was covering this up and not addressing it and kind of sweeping it under the rug. And it's, mm. it's pretty sad and it's kind of scary really when you think about it, because these kids didn't matter to enough people. And if you get what I'm saying, I'm not yeah. trying to be like no, racially tinged guy. No, I remember what that's sounds even similar to the storyline in Mindhunter. I mean, I remember watching that part of it and all of those characters are in it, Logan, mm. like all of oh, the, yeah, I mean, all of those, they're real people. Yeah. I and guess they're in the documentary. You just, you know, you look at it and you, when you watch that show, you think, well, this is a storyline over exaggerated version, but it, maybe it really wasn't. <laughs> it was bad. And mm. it, it's, it's worse. Like everything else, like it's worse than, than the numbers that they have to back it up. You know, 
Mm-hmm. There are still unaccounted boys that that are missing that aren't tied to that that are assumed, but there's no way to be be sure about it. It's just just fucking horrible. It's it, it's hard to watch at times, but it's also like you can't you can't stop because it's like I can't believe this happened, and I can't believe nobody cared enough to try to fix it until it got wildly out of control, and then now we don't even know like who did what like i'm sure this guy was involved but i don't think he did all of it and that's where it gets kind of like really murky and really kind of scary um having said that i don't think it's hbo's best documentary work um but it, it it's good it's it's not great i don't think it's their their best work um but I would say if you're interested, go watch it, but I, I can't say you got to go see this. Okay. That's where I'd leave it. Logan, you do a show. Okay. Uh, I started watching Ted Lasso. I love yes. Ted Lasso. Yes, we finally agree on a show. <laughs> well, oh, we haven't agreed on shows before? <laughs> I mean, recently, it seems like we're always on the opposite side. Oh, that's so okay. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad that we found Four episodes one. in. And that that show is just damn charming. That's what that right? show is. Like it, like you said, it is major league. That show is up and down. That the premise of that show is basically major the the major league. I don't know what you do for, and how they ended or whatever for season one, but I I'm just trying to figure out how you go beyond a single. You know, this is the story of Ted Lasso. Um, oh, they. There's a they'll, way they'll do it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. Um, but yeah, they have every character in that show. I mean, they have, they, they have their purpose. They are, they are a ragtag bunch of people, obviously, but they have some talent. Like it's, and Ted's just Ted. Like, that's the thing. Ted's just Ted. I got to know what's going on with the biscuits too. That's, oh, you don't know that yet. Well, okay, I know. Well, fi- well, I know that I know. I know where the biscuits come from. Okay. But I just feel like there's more to the story with the biscuits. Maybe there's, there's not. not much more to the okay. story than that. All right. Okay. okay. Maybe a little tiny bit, but you pretty much know. God, he's just so damn charming. That's yeah. the that's the that, that's the only word for him. It's And they they kind of set up a a villain for the back half of it a little bit um okay. cuz the first half of the episodes don't really have like a well, there's a villain. I guess they kind of have a villain, a but villain. not really. But a villain like, who doesn't a, a reg- what would you call it? A remorseful villain? Almost yeah, like they yeah. they want to be a villain but eh, not right. really. So they they kind of set up a, a stronger one for the second half of the season, but even in the end you end up seeing what's going on there too and it's just like instant heartbreak like okay now i understand what's been going on and why this is all the way it is it's, right it's i mean even that's the it's thing such a them. like a it's such an uplifting show like you know like all these these characters all have their their moment where they're vulnerable but they come out of it and they come out it, of it better and like yeah and because and mostly because of ted right yeah. and it's because of ted and he's just ted yeah like he's no he's nobody special it's just Ted Lasso. Yep. Right. The fact that this came out of just some dumb World Cup skit. Yeah. 
Like, really? Like, way, I, way better than I, anything I ever expected. Yeah, I mean, because you look at you look at um, like Brock Meyer. I mean, that's that's where that came. I mean, that came from just mm-hmm. Hank Azaria doing some skit that he thought was funny. That show's okay. I'll, I'll. I've heard it gets really, really good in the the third and fourth seasons, but I never made it that far. I'm so. only in the second season too, like somewhere in the second season, and yeah, it's just okay. Um, yeah. But maybe that is. Maybe if I just suffer through it long enough to get the third and fourth season, but to see if it's any good is. But yeah, that's. I don't know. Okay, I, I'm not. I'm definitely going to finish that. That's for sure. I, I like it a lot. So it's just a matter of yeah. getting to that point. Um, I'll, I'm they, more, they're all out now. Yeah, so. I think they're all out now. So that and they're night. They're half hour. So yeah, I, that makes it a lot easier to plow through a half. You can go get through two episodes and just nothing in no time. So I like that. So, uh, yeah. back to you, Jason. <laughs> Unless Caleb, you got a pile Caleb, of. Caleb, do you have something to throw in here? Uh, I finished Utopia. Okay. Um, which I really like, but it is a little bit. You were talking about teenage melodrama earlier. Mm. <laughs> it is a little bit of that. So really? be warned if you go into it. There's hmm. some teenage melodrama going on there. Um. I don't think so. the The big two names of it are John Cusack and Rain Wilson, and I think that they both do okay. But these are roles that I don't know if they fit quite perfectly. Mm-hmm. So I think they both do okay. But I think the actually the other actors do a better job than them of keeping everything together. It's kind of weird seeing the stars kind of struggle through their roles and then seeing all these supporting actors, uh, really doing a pretty good job i thought you know when um, i when i just pulled up on imdb um rain will like you know they always have like the top cast like the top four mm-hmm. rain wilson's not even in the top four he's not even in the first episode which is and mm. neither is cusack so it's it's a little weird <laughs> that you like you have these two big names and then you just don't use them but how was uh um, there was a character in there named wilson wilson yep there is a character named how wilson, was he wilson. in that show Oh, you never see the bottom of his face? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was oh. going to make that joke. I was like, yeah, he's the guy from Improvement. I'm super confused. Okay. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Now I get it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just because he's in another show that I watched. So I was just curious how he was in that. He's really good, actually. Good, good, okay. He's probably one of the highlights of that show to me. Okay, good. He, he was a really good actor in uh, You're the Worst. God, mm. Jason's doing the Wilson thing now. And... <laughs> can, I be, can I be the podcast, Wilson? Please. Sure. Logan, you just got to love your family more and it'll solve everything. I know. Isn't that really what this show's about? I got to give Jill more attention. Brad, just, you know, you got to let him fail on his own. You can't, can't hold his hand. I can't remember the other two names of the kids, but Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Randy. Randy. Yeah. JTT. I mean, he's just, you just, he's going to, he's going to bloom. That's what he does. He's his Mm -hmm. hair. That haircut's going to just going to take off. And, and then the other kid, no one cares about. So it's all right. Yeah, he was. You know. uh, he was. He got. He went goth in the later seasons. It was oh, really that's weird. Right. Yeah, and you he know, got like Logan, super I tall. Yeah, I don't want to give you too much advice, but mm-hmm. as this podcast, Wilson Wilson, I want to say <laughs> that you're too hard on Al. Mm-hmm. I think the Christmas Noel joke was a little offensive. Okay, <laughs> and then um, number two is uh, what happened to Pam Anderson, and why did you let her go? Because I, you know, <laughs> she was smoking hot, and this Heidi, she's just okay. Oh no, Disagree. Heidi is all so much better than Pam. Disagree. Yep. 
I'm I actually Logan agree, agree with that again. as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wilson. I got hot takes. I'm hot take Wilson. God. Remember when Heidi dated Al for a little bit? I don't that actually happen. That, that happened. Yeah. Like on the show. Not yeah, not well, yeah, um, well, obviously. Richard Richard Karn did not date <laughs> forgot what her name is now. Um the mo- the model's name, but <laughs> Heidi Heidi. Heidi we'll Heidi. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh sorry. So yeah, Utopia all right. Uh yeah, it's good. I, okay. I like it. And they do the 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 one thing that kind of irritated me is that they don't really wrap up anything with the finale. Um, so if this show doesn't get a second season, it is, it's a, it, yeah, it's all cliffhanger. Like no, none of the plot lines got resolved in the finale. Oh, <laughs> so no. it's, a, it's a, it was a little weird to see that, but um, so, hopefully it gets a second season. So can I do some TV news real quick of something I just read? Uh, a favorite, sure. a favorite show of ours uh, just got canceled today. Teenage Bounty Hunters. I know. No. It's disappointing. No. No. <laughs> um, this is a... It was a COVID issue. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Glow. Yeah. Se- season four of Glow, the final season, is not going to happen. Uh, they, hmm. they, 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 they had They had filmed an episode and a half uh, in early March of the final season, and they just said it's going to be too expensive to try to monitor that large of a cast you know doing physical activity um together and they just didn't feel like they could make the set set safe enough and they also didn't feel like they could hold those actors to that those contracts and those dates for that long i netflix will just use any any excuse possible to cancel a show because it's so much easier it's so much cheaper to spin up a new one than to and mm. to keep going on when people actually like. Right. I guess, I guess it's the question. I mean, what do you I mean? I don't know what their contracts were good for, like, or what they had to, if they had to shell out a good, I mean, a decent amount of money since they'd already started production on that. And I have no idea. It's just interesting that, yeah, that they'd already had it written and were shooting it and they're canceling it. Like that just doesn't seem right. Yep. Yeah, Netflix is, is really irritating that way. Like they'll just if the numbers don't match up, it doesn't matter how what people think of it. They they have no qualms about just canceling Emmy something. Nominations. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just I mean, I don't know what they were going to do for the fourth season, but I enjoyed the hell out of those first 3. That's for sure. No. No joke, though. Teenage Bunny Hunters was also canceled, and I was really disappointed about that. I didn't even I know like what that, that was show. a show. I'm sorry. I thought you were making up something. <laughs> what network was that on? Netflix. Oh, so also a Netflix oh. just cancellation. Mm-hmm. So Netflix is just shitting on your day. Yeah. Yep. Mm. They, I'll give you a big hug tomorrow, uh, Thank I'm you. Sorry. I'm saying um, sorry for your loss. This was a while ago, but they also canceled I Am Not Okay With This, which was a really good show, I thought, and never even got to the main like hook, really. <laughs> it was all kind of mysterious, and they're never going to get there. It's just like, it's just so irritating with Netflix. You get, you, 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 get this, you get a show that you like, you watch a season of it, you're like, yeah, I can't wait for season two, and then you just never get it. It's, it's getting I old. think that's that's the big difference between... Netflix and the traditional networks. Mm-hmm. Um, l- the least likely to cancel a show is HBO. 
because they will just see it through. Probably second is FX, third AMC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are the big ones. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I don't know. I don't know Amazon's history well enough. They don't cancel a lot without a second season, it seems like to me, but I don't I don't know they for don't sure. A, I mean, their track record, they just don't have as much volume as the others. But I do I do agree with that, Caleb, but I'm always very cautious with a Netflix show. Like that's the reason I didn't start start Ozark to this day is that I wanted to make sure that it was going to survive. And so now I feel better about diving into that because I know it has survived a couple of seasons, but I know that when I watch Perry Mason, Logan, whether it's good or bad or how critics feel about it, mm-hmm. HBO is going to let it ride. Like they'll, they'll, they'll give it a go. The mm-hmm. same thing we talked about the leftovers earlier, like they'll, they'll let it, they'll let it go. They're just cause that's, that's who they are, but they don't green light everything like HBO does. Mm-hmm. So like that's the push that's the push and pull between those two networks. Like one has a little more integrity, um, and you can feel good about early adoption, and one is like every, not every teenager in the world has an account. So we yeah, you know? not everything's going to be Stranger Things. Like it's not going to light the world on fire, and they've got to realize that. So um, anyway, uh, Jason, back to you, I guess. Uh, the, let's see, uh, the next thing I want to mention, uh, second to last is, so those were two pretty heavy takes, Perry Mason, Mm. uh, dead kid, not so fun. Mm -hmm. Um, lots of dead dead kids kids. in real life more. Uh, so I fired up Cobra Kai on Caleb's recommendation. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is, it is funnier than you think it's going to be. It's better than you think it's going to be. And boy, is it ridiculous. And it has the dignity to let you know that it, that is, it's aware. Hi, Mm -hmm. we're aware. This is stupid. Yes. Mm -hmm. The karate kid was made in this time. We are doing this now. Totally unrelated yet related somewhat somewhat self-serious the karate kid like they're tapping into somewhat um pre-teen angst you know mr miyagi he was stoic okay he was giving good advice to all of us to grow up by and this kind of just turns all that on its head and is just so dumb but it was just what i needed to cleanse the palate before i took on something way more serious caleb i like that show a lot cleanser it's it's like it's got the dumb sitcom thing you know it's just like Ah, this is totally non-threatening. And I like but it's it. also it's also got a little bit of like that compelling. I gotta watch the next one because like, who is is he gonna ask her out and like the stupid stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, no, it's good. And oh, jeez, this is Logan. There, mm-hmm. someone. I'll just I'll just just let you know. The only spoiler mm-hmm. is that someone draws a dick on someone's picture like their face mm-hmm. so spray painted dick who drew the dicks and there's a little bit of a like who drew the dick going oh, on there okay. that is a that is a legit story in one episode is who drew the dick i love and how <laughs> it's person, real stupid the the person uh who sent he sends two other people to paint over and they start from the outside <laughs> so it's the whole time they're doing this you it's still just a dick on a face the dick is still there. Yep. It's That's still good. there. Why'd you start on the outside? Well, if you ever tried to, I'm not going to do that. It'll be all uneven. That's fair. It's, it's, it's stupid. I, I don't know. Caleb might feel strongly, more strongly about recommending you watch it, Logan. I just, 
it's dumb and I enjoyed it, but I can't say you you got to go oh, see yeah. this. It's not going to win awards or anything, but it's it's a it's funny. It's a fun watch. Okay, mm-hmm. if I get if I get to that point, I will check it out. Um, I have one more show. What about you guys? I've got. I think it might be the same one for me. It might be Maybe. the same one for me too. We'll so see. go ahead. Ooh, is it Fargo? I don't know. Is it, it is not Fargo. Oh, oh. I have, not seen I have Fargo. Fargo. <laughs> you guys talk about Fargo. Uh, we should probably table that. Let's. let's I feel like Fargo. I need to wait until you've watched some Fargo. I'm I'm good. Like because. The first night of Fargo was two. It was a double episode. Yeah. Uh, I only watched one of those episodes. So, and the third episode is already out too. So, I've only got one yeah, episode under my belt. I haven't watched the third one yet. So, um, fair we're all behind. Jason, I would say, <laughs> and Caleb, maybe this is, would be what I would say. I feel like it starts slow. It starts like thick. The first. <laughs> Like the first, yeah, thick is it's, a good way to put they it. They lay like, a lot on you real quick. Like, um, there a lot are, of history. I, I was listening to an interview, and I think he said there are 22 main characters in this season. Do, there's do. there's a lot of characters, and they're, they, they are all important. <laughs> the first, it's, yeah. It's a lot. The first 30 minutes is... Oh gosh, it was it was hard to keep up with, like in in from a way that was just like it was slow but hard to keep up. If that makes any sense at all, like it was they were just introducing characters and families, and but at the same time it was just I'm not even that interested in these people. Like why are they showing me oh, all I these was. people? But you were okay. I was not. I, I was from from the opening minute. I was I was in on it like this is cool i like i like the background they're setting up um but the, I, I do completely understand there's all there's just a lot of information they throw at you really quick a lot of very important characters that are just kind of in the background at first oh yeah so, and you could recognize who they were because you was like oh well i know J- jason yeah. schwartzman's in this so and i know you know where this person falls and like that person i've seen that actor before so there's no way he's just gonna be a background yeah. character um so there's some of that going on but gosh yeah i just it it was almost painful i felt like that first half hour for me um once they really kind of started getting the other character like the i would say i guess the main characters which at the same time there's like 10 of them at this point in time going then the first episode really gets going for me but um that was just the threw me for a loop at the beginning so uh, well, we'll we'll table that discussion. And so, Jason, what was your other show then that we? Yeah, yeah, I'm curious now. Mm-hmm. Here, are you on mute? Uh-oh. Sorry, I'm on mute. Okay. Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah, no, we're good. Yeah. Um, I have I hit the cough button and then didn't take it off. Ah. Uh, so I watched um, the plot against America. Mm. Uh, another another mm. H. HBO joint. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned David Simon a little bit earlier. This is David Simon's next show on HBO, most famous for The Wire, The Deuce, um, this. He also did Generation Kill um, and Treme. 
Hang on one second. I'm sorry to interrupt, Jason, but we just got a commercial on your TV for the Hardee's burger that we're all supposed Yeah, to. it was happening. It's over now, but it I was, was just like, yeah, I was it like was? Okay, pointing at the screen down here. To... <laughs> Do you want me to rewind it? I no, it's good. It. I think I mean, I, I'm we, good. We, you guys, we can stop what we're doing. We can break down frame by frame the Hardee's commercial if you want. I mean, I when you can do that. Well, that primary plop down on your burger. Yeah. yeah like, well, then, and then they throw the cheese on top. It's so like, oh man, oh. Hardy's, what are you doing? I mean, I love you, but what are you doing? <laughs> You're trying to kill all of us mm-hmm. in the same way that. Uh, never mind. I'm not going to do a segue. I was about to be ins- insensitive because this show is so. Um, okay, I'm, I've been I've been thinking about how I was going to describe it. It's very, it's complicated. Mm -hmm. It is about a 2004 novel um, by an author by the name of Philip Roth. And this novel is about uh, an alternate history beyond 1940, where uh, the Nazi regime is occupying Europe. Meanwhile, in America, um, the election is about to happen. And uh, there is a Jewish working class family from New Jersey uh, that is worried about Charles Lindbergh running for president um, on the Republican ballot uh, using dog whistle fascist language to get votes. And so I want to set up a timeline for you guys. Mm-hmm. This is about the 1940s, um, before Pearl Harbor, before the U.S. was engaged in World War II. Okay. And the argument is that... If you're Jewish and you live in America, you want the United States to go to war for your people that are suffering elsewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of an easy thing to understand. Right. Charles Lindbergh is running with that with that in mind. He is speaking um, to the America first crowd, saying we do not want to go to war. This is not what we're about. We are not going to help these people. And when he's doing that, what is happening is... And I think what compelled David Simon to make this was um, in the decade plus since Roth wrote this book, people read it, enjoyed it, but thought it was, it was absurd because it couldn't possibly go this bad because it's an alternate history. Lindbergh was never elected. FDR w- did an unprecedented third term. Um and no one would ever be able to say these kind of things to this kind of crowd and be rewarded for it. But that is exactly what happened in 2016 here. Mm-hmm. And so the timeline, this book was written in 2004. In 2016, um, we have who we have was elected running on certain principles that we thought were gone in America mm-hmm. that turned out to be very much alive. There's a seedy underbelly. There's a very mean and scary um, element to our country that has kind of revealed itself in the past few years. And for me, I'm a 37 year old guy. And I honestly thought some of that was dead and buried and gone. And it's not like people still hate people for all sorts of reasons. Mm-hmm. And so um, 2016 happened And then this show premieres in February of 2020. And it is is about a man saying all this coded language about Jews getting elected 
and then it becomes harder and harder and harder for this family to live in America safely. And it would be ridiculous if it didn't draw so many parallels to where we're at now. And so thanks, Loki. You appreciate the, the cameo. Hi, Loki. At the same time. Like it's right around 10 o'clock every time we you do think? the podcast. It really is. Yeah, it really home. is. Yeah, there's he's Loki. Tell, he's telling me it's time for bed. Yeah. Come on, man. Let's go to bed. Uh, so um, it, it ratchets up the tension, right? Lindbergh's running, then he gets elected, and then um, Jewish Americans are scared. And they're starting to see these groups, these organizations, um, become emboldened and um, become less likely to bury the way they feel about Jews. And so some of that becomes institutionalized in a way. And with Lindbergh in power being the president, he has made it possible, acceptable for you to hate this segment of the American population. Mm. And so this show premieres in 2020 with that premise. Things happen in the show that cause outrage and riots and violence. And George Floyd's death happens in May of this year. After the show premieres, over a decade after the book was written. And there is so much about this story that they're telling with Lindbergh and not just just segments of the population that aren't white, that Mm. aren't the America first crowd. It's incredible. It almost predicts some of the things that we saw on the news in the spring of this year. Granted, it was wow. written by it was written by a Jew who who felt this, who saw this, who understand more well researched. I'm a white kid from the Midwest. Like I have lived a very comfortable and safe life. I know nothing what it was like to be a minority in this time or be persecuted for any reason. I don't know anything about this. But it's crazy because it's 80 years ago now, and the fears of these characters are the fears that are very real and somewhat of a fragile democracy we have now. And it is it's poignant. And I, I, I literally like go episode to episode and I can't believe how much of it applies to the things that have happened this year. And it is not about the things that happened this year because it was before this stuff. Hmm. And these parallels are unbelievable. It is. I, I, if I'm David Simon, I'm sitting back and watching the news, like what, have I done good or have I done bad? <laughs> like, how did this happen? Yeah. Yeah. How did I predict? Like, how did I predict this civil unrest? Because that's what this show is about. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is, it's crazy. And Lindbergh is elected because he says he hates a group of people. And there's enough people that, that believe in that in the story that he becomes president. Hmm. And we live in the world we live in today. And it's all really kind of eerie. It is superb television. Hmm. Maybe the strongest show I've watched this year. And I would say, I don't know. I can't promise that I can't promise that you guys would enjoy it because I can't promise. Caleb and I have talked about this a lot. I can't promise anyone that they'll enjoy the wire. Like the wires work. It it Hmm. is, you, you have to pay attention to it and you have to uh, love its relentless nature and its grounded nature. Um, it's not quite as loosey goosey as the deuce Caleb like the the deuce is fun this is not fun 
Um, but I think it's, it's important. And I learned, I learned a little bit about, yeah, it's not very long. It's a mini series and I guarantee you it is nominated for a buttload of Emmys next year. It is coming. Um, so it's a, it is a official stamp of approval recommendation from me. Hmm. Um, there's a companion podcast also that is excellent. There's an NPR host that talks to Dave and Simon and they break down each episode. Um, and Simon kind of explains how he's translating the book into the show because it can't be full one-to-one. There are compromises that are made from a book to a TV show. The book is told from the 10 year old son's perspective only. And in that is, it is a, it is an on purpose, unreliable narrator because it's told in the perspective of a 10 year old boy and the show had each character has their own mind, their own, their own screen time and stuff like that. So it is different, but it's really fascinating to listen to David Simon talk about this show. Um, and then it's also eerie because something happens in the show and I'm like, well, that just happened here. Like this is just, that just happened. Like this is a story about four years ago, but it just happened in the streets of America. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It, it was, it was impactful for sure. And I, I dare say I learned something that I was ignorant about. So um, that's that, but I can't, I can't promise you guys will enjoy it. Maybe you will, maybe you won't, but it is, it is grown up television. It is like sit down and absorb this. And whether you're entertained or not, it is, it is saying something and you may not agree with it, you know, like, but it's for it's, something it's that provocative. was originally designed as fiction, I guess. That was yes, well, yeah. yes. That's what's crazy about it. it. Yeah, it is fiction, but yet, like, I mean, eight you know, years later, same thing. Like, you know, people say on you know, the the book nineteen eighty four. I mean, how much of that has come true? And you know, so there's, you know, it's a historical fiction writing that is what would happen if this were type of thing were to happen. Well, sure enough, it did, but. I mean, that's uh, it's interesting, you know, that the, they were probably going for more like man in the high castle kind of thought, but it turned out a different direction. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not it's not as um, and I don't absurdist like mm-hmm. as man in the high castle. And I don't mean that as an, an insulting thing. This is just a like it was this different. is yeah, first. Sure. Yeah, the first three episodes of the show are a parlor drama. And what I mean by that is it's like um it's a family arguing amongst themselves mm-hmm. uh, like about, about the state of the United States and they've got a loudmouth, very opinionated father um, played by Morgan Spector. I don't know if you guys know that actor, the big names in this are Winona Ryder and John Turturro. Mm-hmm. Um, but Morgan Spector is the, the father and the lead of the show. And he's, he's excellent, but he like, he hears something on the radio and he just yells at everybody because he's so opinionated. And then, naturally his family disagrees with him on some stuff but as things get more and more dangerous they start to coalesce like they start to realize how serious it is and they start to kind of cover for each other and it becomes less about the family arguing with one another about how they feel about just contemporary politics to we are all in danger and we've got to figure out a way to deal with this and we don't feel safe and we are supposed to feel safe because this is America. We are supposed to feel safe and we don't feel safe. 
Mm. So I'm surprised you mentioned Emmys and I'm surprised this didn't get more attention. It probably well, it'll be next year. No, Mm -hmm. it was eligible this year. Was it really? Yeah, probably February 2020 show is eligible. Yeah, Yeah, it's because they could do seasons or more or fall to spring. It's June 1 through May 31. Mm -hmm. And it was nominated for outstanding cinematography, but that's it. Does the do you have to does there have to be a like a limit? Well, because it aired, sorry, in March of 2016. So it would have been four episodes in at that time does it have to be complete uh well if i, I think know. it was it was over before may 31st so i think that's the that's the that's the kicker is that the cutoff yeah so yeah on the la- april 20th yeah april 20th i'm just looking at like reviews and stuff and i'm you know while you love it i mean the, the critics aren't as high on it yeah, I, like, I number, understand that. Number wise, that's all. I'm just going off of a number. Seriously, cat. Yeah, but just hearing how like relevant it is, I'm surprised it didn't get more attention. Well, I don't. Yeah, I maybe you know I and looking at looking at the list of Emmys, we talked about it last mm-hmm. week. But like, I don't have a problem with any of those shows. I think TV's really strong right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, well, the, and even if it did get nominated, like it's it's in limited series, so that means it would go up against Watchmen. So it's it's not winning anything, <laughs> right? Yeah, then, I um, uh-huh. I just I'm I was I was surprised because I thought I would just kind of burn through this, and then I wound up absorbing it in a different kind of way because of when it came out and what it predicted about where we're at it's really kind of the i said eerie and i think it's kind of eerie like this is a story about alternate reality 1940 and we are seeing what happened in the show happen here and it's crazy it's crazy but that's it i i burnt i burnt through that my cat is literally eating kleenexes out of the kleenex box i don't know what I'm trying to find something to throw at him. Stop it. <laughs> Make a mess. Make Dude, a mess. What are you doing? Um, don't. Oh, my God. Okay. If I just make a loud enough thud, he'll run away. Okay. Uh, other shows that I watched. Uh, so we're... Caleb, are you caught up on the boys? I am, yeah. There's one okay. left. One right? episode left. Um. I liked the episode you didn't like. The one with uh, Sean Ashmore. So, yeah, but I think that just goes because I am maybe a little more apologetic for that show than I'm an apologist, I guess for that show. But uh, that show is also going in some odd places with um, some racism and nationalism type stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'll be interested how they end that this season. Jason's listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'll watch it just I, I will, because I'm, I'm already that. this far, but I I like this season. I, I you know, I, obviously you're not as high on it, but I like it. So we can agree to disagree because I mean that they show is just, I I firmly believe they should just rebrand it to being called Homelander and just follow him around all the time. <laughs> He's the um, only part of that show that's interesting anymore to me. 
Yeah, I mean the the boys themselves have I feel like have always been secondary characters compared right. to the superheroes of that show, and I'm perfectly fine with that as long as they don't focus on them that much. Uh, so yeah. Uh, oddly enough, the we we did get some new TV shows, uh, like what I would call network TV shows, new TV shows. Uh, so Family Guy came back, uh, and Stewie said his first word which were 20 some seasons in and Stewie just said his first word. So that's, that's kind well, of, I mean, Ma- Maggie still hasn't. So no, Maggie <laughs> said, Maggie said there was an episode where she said her first word. Okay. It's hard. Well, there's a, there's a couple of times when she has, but they always kind of retcon it too. So yeah, that's true. They've, they've had like, Oh, that, that was a times. dream or whatever it was. Well, didn't know though, the first time she did it, like didn't after like, she take she takes out her pacifier and she said da da, but nobody was in the room. I don't remember. I don't. I pretty. I'm pretty sure I've watched that one recently. So, um, no, but Family Guy is still Family Guy. I mean, it's whatever. I'm not. I don't have any discussion about it. I just thought it was uh interesting that they, that's where they're at. Is that Stewie <laughs> said his first word? And it was it's same with The Simpsons too. It was a. It was another episode of The Simpsons. I'm glad that show's back, but it was nothing to write home about. <laughs> no, yeah, that's it, it's kind of having. It's nice to have that show, some of those animated shows, just to be like, oh yeah, and this is back to you know be here while I eat something real quick or <laughs> yeah, like whatever. Uh, I will. Yeah, say, it's a companion. It's companion. It's a companion TV. TV right? Yeah, that's 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 there, what that show is for me. Mm-hmm. a lot of it's like the show I watched before bed for me, like that kind of stuff. Like it's a nice, easy, just bring myself to bed. Uh, there was a, uh, I don't think it's coming back by any means, but there was a South park special. Uh, they did an hour long pandemic special. That was entertaining. That was one of the, did better- you watch okay. it? I want to watch it. Okay. Um, it's been better. It was better than the, the South parks they've done in the last couple of years. Um, definitely which, agree you oh, so you watched it i watched the special i i dropped off of the series what a season and a half ago uh yeah something like that probably i think you dropped off a season and a half ago i've still been watching it but this last season was the worst season of south park i'd ever seen um so but this was good i mean I don't know where they're at with producing new shows if they're going to be producing new shows other than this uh but I, I, yeah, I don't know where they where they go from here. But that was um, that was entertaining. I'll leave it. At, that's kind of where it was. I I laughed a lot more than I have in previous yeah. South Park episodes. Right. So so yeah, it was good. It's on, I don't know what it was about that, but I was like, I'm gonna watch this, and I haven't watched South Park in over a decade. Uh, well, but because I you like, know, I be, think I'm gonna watch this because you know they're good at political commentary, and that's where we're at. Yeah, there's a lot to there's yeah, a sure. lot of content for them to parody. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're unpacking all of that, I I suppose that's why it's good. Then, right. right? Yeah. So I mean, they, and they they haven't been live since the pandemic started. So, uh, and I also watched uh, Saturday Night Live, that came back. Um, Jim Carrey as Joe Biden, like as a regular recurring thing. So they've got now two celebrities that are playing the presidential people, which I don't know. I think that's kind of weird. I don't know what you guys' thoughts on that are, but it's always been a cast member. And I, that's probably a reflection of the 
strength of the cast at the moment, probably. Maybe, yeah. The cast isn't bad right now. I would say the cast is not too bad. Yeah, I don't know. I you're right. I don't. I I wouldn't take shots at any particular cast member on the show, and I think it's genuinely pretty funny. So I guess I don't know. Maybe things just have to be right for that character. Well, or it's yeah. they've got to bring in. I mean, it's network television, so maybe that's the only way that they get more eyes on it is to have a bigger name celebrity on there. Um, Cause you know, hosting SNL anymore is not like it, what it was. It's, you know, it's not the, it's not the hot spot that it once was. N- Bill Burr is hosting next week. If that tells you anything. Yeah. That's kind of like, that kind of bones me out a little bit, like an American institution that kind of mm-hmm. loses value that way. That's kind of, mm-hmm. maybe that's the old man sentimentalist in me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there were there were some good skits this week. There were some real bad skits this week. They tried doing one. They tried doing an NBA bubble draft, but it was for like all of the uh, what, what did we call them? LA, LA girls. What were they called? The what the the hookers <laughs> that essentially like LA work. LA, LA work. work. The LA work. Yeah, uh, they did a draft of the LA work. And uh, it was very poor, in poor taste and poor, poor done. Like it was bad. Uh, but there were some like some funny sketches and stuff in there. Weekend Update is always. I, I like Colin Jost and Michael Che. I think they're very good at Weekend Update right now. So I think they're doing good. There was one uh, joke in there that not in Weekend Update, but one of the skits. Uh, they they transported a kid who was in like it was like the year two thousand. And they were like, oh, here's what the future is going to look like for you. And they started with him playing Tony Hawk, like, but Tony Hawk on a PS1. And they transported him into the future and he's still living in his mom's basement. But he's, he's like, he's all excited about the fact that they've redone Tony Hawk. And it looks amazing now. He's like, look at these graphics, like all this stuff. And he keeps telling me, he's like, well, yeah, but you've lost your job to this pandemic. He's like, there's all this stuff going on and everything else. And then the the kicker of the whole thing was the, like the whole time you'd only seen his mom. And then his, his mom came downstairs when he was younger and they made his mom look a little bit older when she came downstairs the next time, but followed behind her was Kenan Thompson's character. And she's like, She's like, would you, she's, she says something like, would you tell your son what to do? And she was, and he looks over and he goes, you married Keenan Thompson from all that? (laughs) He's like, 2020 (laughs) is incredible. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Like that made me laugh pretty hard. Like that was a real dumb joke that was just like, yep. Okay. Like that, that was pretty funny. So uh, otherwise, yeah, that was. I, I don't have any other TV. Caleb, do you have anything else? We've been going for a while, so. Nope. All right. Well, we have our. Uh, anybody else have anything for the day? I guess. All right. Well, we have our marching orders for the prime rib. Uh, whatever at <laughs> at Hardee's. Prime rib. I'll have the prime rib. Whatever, please. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, God, I'm gonna have to look into this and decide which one I want to kill myself on. Uh, so Caleb will have to, we'll eat one meal that day and we'll right. <laughs> starve the rest of the day. So anyway, this has been the Master of a Mocking Podcast and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.